Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number six, where I'm going to give you the dish on dieting. But before we get started, just a quick reminder to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. All right, here we go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I'm so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hey, how's everybody doing today? I am doing great and I'm excited for today's episode. I have to admit though that I did have a hard time keeping this episode nuanced because I have some pretty strong feelings about diets, about the diet industry and diet culture as a whole. But I have done my best to give you both sides of the story here, although I don't think that you're going to be left wondering what my opinion of diets are in the end. But first, let's get clear on what I mean when I'm talking about diets in this episode. The word diet can be used in a couple of different ways. First of all, it can be used as just a general way of eating. So some people eat more of like a Mediterranean diet style of eating. Others might be eating like a South American or an Asian diet. These just refer to diets that consist of similar types of foods and meals. There are also diets that people might need to follow for health or medical reasons, such as a gluten-free diet for somebody with celiac disease, or a dairy-free diet for somebody who's allergic to or doesn't tolerate dairy products, or maybe the DASH diet for somebody with high blood pressure. But then there are the other types of diets, which are the ones that I'm going to be talking about today. And these are diets that people go on for the main or often the sole purpose of losing weight. Sometimes we refer to this as intentional weight loss, as opposed to weight that might naturally come off when making healthy lifestyle changes. These are diets like intermittent fasting, the keto diet, Noom, which claims not to be a diet but is actually a diet, um, paleo, Weight Watchers, you get the idea. Or this might not be an official diet, but maybe you're counting calories or macros or you're trying to eat only, quote, raw foods or something to that effect. Basically, it's anything that encourages you you to ignore your body's natural signals and food preferences and follow an external set of rules or some sort of diet plan in the efforts of losing weight. So let's talk first about the pros of going on a diet like this. Now, there have to be some pros. Otherwise, we wouldn't have millions of people dieting and spending billions of dollars on diets every year and oftentimes putting their bodies through some really hard things as they do these diets. So one of the pros I thought of is that dieting can help people become more aware of and more conscious of what they're eating. They are generally just paying more attention to what they're putting in their body, which is a good thing generally. Uh, Another pro is that many people like having some sort of a plan. The goal to just eat healthier can feel daunting. It can feel directionless. You might not know exactly what that means or what that should look like in your life. And so it can help to have one of these more structured plans for people. Another pro is that most of these types of diets limit sugar and white flour and highly processed foods. 
And since it's really easy to overdo it with these types of foods, then limiting them can be helpful to break some unhealthy habits. Another pro is that many of these programs encourage eating more vegetables. Vegetables seem to be the the one group of food that hasn't been demonized by most diets yet. Although within some diets, uh, things like starchy vegetables, such as potatoes and corn, are forbidden. But most of us could stand to get more vegetables into our diet, and so this might be one good aspect of many of these diets. Another one I thought of is that many of these diets encourage other healthy behaviors along with it. So things like exercising, drinking lots of water, watching portion sizes, make sure that you're not getting huge portions, etc. Lots of diet plans come along with exercise plans or other various health tips that might be helpful as well. Another pro, um, these diets often have some sort of support group along with them. You can find a Facebook group or uh, like Weight Watchers, you go to meetings and having that support of others around you can be really helpful in trying to make healthy lifestyle changes. And in this case, in helping in trying to lose weight. Let's see, another one I thought of was it can be easier. It can be a lot easier, actually, to follow some sort of an external plan or program, at least in the short run, than it is to really listen to and follow your own body's cues. That takes some time and some work to learn how to do. And so oftentimes these types of diets are just easier, again, initially. Now, for the long term, that's not always the case. And then the last pro I have is the very reason that people even go on these diets, which is that they can lead to weight and fat loss. Now, a big asterisk by this one, this is only a pro if your body is actually healthy at the lower weight or fat percentage. And if that weight doesn't come back plus some, which is which tends to be the case for many dieters. And if as long as some of that weight loss didn't come from losing muscle because we want to retain our muscles as much as possible. So those are the pros that I came up with for dieting. Now, I think it's important to remember these pros because if at the end of this podcast or after we go over the cons of dieting, or maybe you've already decided that you don't want to diet, it's important to look for other ways to help meet some of these needs and get some of these benefits outside of a diet. So let's shift over and talk about the cons now. Now, a little caveat, I realize that I'm grouping all diets together here. Some diets are more extreme than others, and the more extreme diets might have all of the negative consequences that we'll be going over here, while some of the more moderate or mild diets might only have a few. But either way, every diet's going to have at least some cons, and it's important to be aware of the potential risks. The truth is, Research has shown time and again that more often than not, dieting harms people's physical, mental, and emotional health, and it can even harm their intellectual and social health in various ways as well. So let's get into some of those ways. First of all, dieting puts you out of touch with your body's natural hunger and fullness signals. Our bodies are designed to regulate our energy intake and output, and our bodies want to be at a healthy weight for them. But when we continuously ignore or override these natural signals that our body's giving us, then that's when we're going to be at an either higher or lower weight than what our body naturally wants to be at. 
But one important point to make here is that there are other things. There are certain medications, there are conditions such as PCOS and different thyroid conditions that are also going to, to affect weight as well. Okay, another con is that dieting really can mess up our hunger and our fullness hormones, uh, can mess up other hormones as well, like cortisol. Cutting down on your calorie intake too much has been shown to increase levels of cortisol in the body, which ironically is known to promote weight gain. Dieting also slows your metabolism, usually due to consuming fewer calories than your body needs. It puts the body in a state of starvation, so your body lowers the metabolism to try conserving as many calories as possible so that it doesn't starve to death. Because remember, your body doesn't know the difference between starving and dieting. It just knows that it's not getting as many calories as it needs to function. Dieting also can cause you to develop unnecessary rules and fears around food. Most diets have foods or food groups that are off limits and Dieting can kind of build these foods up in your head as being something to really be afraid of. Most diets are too restrictive. They don't allow the number of calories or the variety of nutrients that your body needs to have optimal performance, to function optimally. Dieting also has been found in many cases to lead to malnutrition, to vitamin and mineral deficiencies um, because of this, because because they're too restrictive. Vitamins and minerals, as we know, play a range of essential roles in our body. And when we aren't getting enough of them, then that just decreases our immune function. It decreases our bone growth and our bone density. It can impair our skin and our vision health. So there's lots of harm that can come from not getting enough of these essential nutrients. Another con of dieting is it can lead to food obsession and really intense cravings. When we make food off limits or eliminate these food groups, our brains and our bodies often revolt by becoming preoccupied with those foods. And they'll think about them far more than they would if they were just allowed in your diet. This is one reason that dieting often leads to binge eating. Oftentimes when foods are restricted or eliminated and then they become accessible, or you just run out of willpower, or you're just tired, or something else happens, and you start eating these foods, it can be really easy and common to overeat them at this point and even binge on them. Another con of dieting is that diets just aren't usually sustainable. I say usually because technically you could do intermittent fasting, or you could track and count your calories or your macros, or do keto your whole life. But most people find that it's really difficult, not to mention not really enjoyable, to live that way forever. So though it's not impossible to stay on a diet forever, it's not very likely and, again, not usually ideal. Diets don't teach how to live with balance, moderation, satisfaction, flexibility, uh, mindful eating. These are all skills that are really important for sustainable long-term health. I mentioned a pro to dieting was that it often does lead to weight loss. But like I mentioned, on the other side of that coin is that once you stop the diet, it usually leads to regaining the weight and then gaining more weight than you even started with initially. Studies are really clear that around 95% of dieters gain back any weight they lost within a few years. 
And about two-thirds of those people end up gaining more weight than they had when starting the diet. Now, one reason for this, this isn't because these people are low on willpower or weak. The reason is because when you restrict calories, again, your metabolism slows to reserve calories, like we talked about. And then when you go off of the diet and you begin eating more calories again, and it doesn't even have to be a lot of calories still at this point, it could still be, you could still be getting not very many calories, but because your metabolism is slowed, those extra calories are are going to turn into excess weight and you're going to gain uh, more weight than you had initially started with. This is what we call weight cycling or yo-yo dieting. You lose weight, then you gain it back plus some, then you lose the weight, you gain it back, and, and on and on the cycle goes. And weight cycling has been shown to lead to a number of issues. In fact, a lot of the health risks that we often attribute to obesity might actually just be a, a result of weight cycling because they've found that people that don't weight cycle that are just at a higher weight often don't have near as many health risks as people who have lost and then regained and then lost and regained that weight. Another con of dieting is that it can lead to lower self-esteem because it's putting all your focus on your looks and your weight, which is ultimately something you don't have direct control over, and it can really start to wear on your self-esteem. Here's a big one. Here's a big con. One of the greatest predictors of if someone will develop an eating disorder is if they've dieted. So there is a strong tie to dieting and eating disorders of all sorts, bulimia, anorexia, something we call orthorexia, binge eating disorder. Dieting is often what, what we might call the gateway to developing these eating disorders. Another con that I alluded to earlier is that dieting can lead to decreased muscle mass. So your body is going to use your muscles as energy if it doesn't have enough calories or carbohydrates which a lot of diets restrict. And not only are you likely to lose your muscle, but your body also might even cannibalize your brain cells for energy. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody that wants to cannibalize their own brain cells. Dieting causes low energy because, again, you're not generally getting the nutrients that you need. You can be left feeling irritable, grumpy, sluggish, tired, just not great. Many diets also lead to digestive issues, uh, things like constipation, gas, diarrhea, stomach pain. And this is due usually to eating too much or too little fiber and carbohydrates. And the final con that I thought of is dieting is just a really nearsighted approach to health and to weight loss. Sustainable, healthy weight loss, if your body needs it, if that's actually what you need and not just what you want, generally comes very slowly for a number of important reasons, but diets sacrifice your long-term health for short-term quick results. So now that you are aware of the good, the bad, and the ugly of dieting, you can decide for yourself if you want to continue or begin any diets in the future. I personally have no judgment to people who decide to diet because I get it. (laughs) I get why. I get that there are pros. Um, again, it's the world we live in. It's the water we all swim in. We're a dieting culture. So there's nothing to be ashamed of if you have, or if you even in the future decide to start a diet. But I hope that you really take some of these considerations into mind before doing so. Now, something to keep in mind is that as the evidence against diets mounts, 
diet culture is having to get really sneaky in trying to disguise the fact that certain, quote, plans and programs are actually just diets. They call these lifestyle plans and they use various terms. They are not calling these things diets because the public is becoming more and more aware of the harms of dieting. A funny but kind of sad story is as I was doing some research for this podcast episode, I was skimming over an article from a a national food magazine that claims to help people eat healthfully. And the article was about the dangers of diets. And it was actually a pretty good article. But as I read it, I saw two different pop-ups for, quote, clean eating meal plans that were 1,200 calories, which is far too low for most people. And then on the sidebar was also an advertisement for Noom, which I mentioned is a diet. And this is exactly what I mean when I say that we're being inundated with these diet messages all over. Even as we're reading articles about the dangers of dieting, we're being given dieting messages. So one question that you might have and that I've had before is, if diets are not only ineffective at the very thing that they're claiming to help with, which is is weight loss, and they can even be really dangerous. Why is the diet industry so huge? And why are there so many people promoting weight loss through diets? And why are so many people still going on them? Well, let's start by talking about why so many people are promoting diets. I think one obvious answer to that question is money. The diet and weight loss industry makes billions and billions of dollars each year. And you can be sure that it's spending lots of money to advertise and to promote these diets, thus spreading these diet messages everywhere. But I don't think that everyone in the diet industry or everyone helping people lose weight intentionally is only in it for the money. I choose to believe that many, if not most, of these people are people with big hearts that are just trying to help others. I think one reason that people in the health and diet industry are so passionate about what they do is that they see what feels like a lot of social proof that their proclaimed diet works. And it probably does, quote, work in helping people lose weight, short term at least. Pretty much every diet out there is good at this because, again, it's generally cutting calories, which is going to usually lead to some weight loss. So maybe their friend or neighbor or client or they themselves have lost weight on this diet And so they're really excited about it. They see that there's proof that it works. But do you think that these people are going to wait three to five years to make sure that the weight has stayed off before sharing their excitement and their, quote, success with others? I don't think it's very likely. And then a third reason that people continue to promote diets is because they're a pretty easy sell. They're just giving people what they have been conditioned to want, which is quick weight loss. In fact, I've met with some marketing agencies before to, to learn how to market my business. And I've been told you need to promote weight loss because that's what people want. And this leads me into my other part of the question, which is why are so many people still following diets? Number one reason, I think, is there are plenty of people who still aren't aware of the dangers of dieting, which is why it's important for as many people as possible to start spreading the word and which is why I'm recording this podcast episode right now. Another reason is that we naturally like quick results and we like instant gratification. We have a hard time doing the things today that will improve our health two or five or 10 years down the road. We want to do something today that is going to show us results tomorrow or within a week or within a month. 
But that's just, that's not how true health works. Usually it's a very, very slow process. So with all of the cons of dieting and all the research that we have, you would think that people would be rejecting diets and flocking to non-diet, weight-neutral dietitians like myself. And there are plenty of people out there who are hungry for and really appreciate the non-diet approach that me and my colleagues offer. But I have to admit, it can be really hard going up against the diet industry. We're battling messages that make enticing offers, promising quick results. But we know that true lasting health takes time and healthy weight loss usually comes slowly. And that message isn't as enticing as get a bikini body or whatever that means. And instant gratification messages like lose 10 pounds in 20 days. They also have media and the health and beauty industries helping spread the message that thin is best and fat is dangerous. And we'll talk more on that topic next week. So sometimes I feel like I'm fighting an uphill battle, but that's okay. This is work worth doing. And once again, whether or not you decide that you want to diet in the future is completely your choice and no judgment here. But I do just hope that you'll consider the cons and the potential dangers that going on a diet might bring along. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was informative and that it can help you on your health journey in some way. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want help taking a non-diet approach to getting healthy, of course, I would always love to help you on that journey. You can find me at genoate.com or helpthroughhabits.com. All right. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Do you want to ditch diets and eat more intuitively, but you're just not sure how? Well, I have a course designed just for you. Health Through Habits is where intuitive eating meets habit formation. It's a step-by-step guide for turning the principles of intuitive eating into doable, sustainable habits in your life so you can become the healthiest possible version of yourself. This is where the magic happens, my friends. This is how true health is achieved. You're not going to want to miss out on this life-changing course, so head on over to healththroughhabits.com to check it out.